Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Welcome to The Favorites, the podcast, part of the Action Network and proudly presented by Bet365. I am Chad Melman, Chief Content Officer of the Action Network. We are live on AMP. We are live on YouTube. Put your questions in either chat. Producer Matt Mitchell is standing by to give them to me and to my co-host, my BFF, my compadre, my companion, professional better, Simon Hunter. Hello, Simon. Aloha, Chad. What a crazy, crazy start to the month of June we've had. Tell me why. Uh, Tell me why. The golf mer- we had a golf merger in one- on the same day as we have a gambling scandal. The same day we have an upset in the NBA. It's all happening at the same exact time, Chad. Sports takes no breaks. Uh, you're, of course, referring to the PGA Tour and Live Golf uh, and the European Tour, essentially, um, merging. Freaking insane. I, I don't even understand how it's all going to work. At one point, we're going to get Jason Sobel on here. We're going to talk about the ramifications. Does this now mean Rory McElroy is going to be nice to Bryson DeChambeau? Does Rory McElroy now play the Trump courses that are on the live tour. Does anybody even care about the live tour enough to watch it on TV now that it'll be part of the PGA tour? I don't know what any of this means. Does Phil Mickelson have to give back $250 million? (laughs) I don't know. We're going to, we're going to untangle it all. You did mention two very important things. Number one, we've got the NBA files going on. They are tied one, one. We love the NBA. We've had great NBA coverage. That will continue later on the show. Uh, uh, Dragonfly Jones and Mike Garabasio from the Jenkins and Jones podcast crew, friends of ours from the Volume Podcast Network. They're going to come on. We're going to talk NBA. Before we get to that, uh, we're going to have to talk about this Colts uh, betting scandal that came up yesterday and the guy who broke it from sports handle part of the better collective universe. Um, We're all part of the same family here in better collective, Matt Ribaltowski, who nailed the story had been working his sources for a few months. He's going to come on and explain to us what it means. But first the favorites 
is proudly presented by Bet365, the world's favorite sportsbook brand. Sign up with promo code ACTION to get Bet365's exclusive sign-up offer. Bet $1 on any game and get $200 in bonus bets. Must be 21 or older. Offer is available in Colorado, Jersey, Ohio, and Virginia. Gambling problem? Call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. And as I will remind you, every episode, let's talk about game time. The fastest growing ticketing app in the United States. I love game time. Honestly, I use it all the time. If you're looking to get out to a pro or college game this week or even a concert, game time has amazing last minute deals on tickets to all of these. I'm opening the game time app right now from my house here in Connecticut. What do you know? I can go see the New York Yankees fighting their way to the top of the Major League Baseball rankings. Everybody loves the Yankees. Not really, but you can still go see them for a very cheap price. Also, you can go see the super team that is the New York Liberty. You can get in for 23 bucks this week. No matter where you live, download the Game Time app, get out, have some fun this week. You deserve it, and you can redeem code FAVORITES. For $20 off your first purchase, terms apply. Again, just download the app and enter code FAVORITES for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Simon, you said it. I mentioned it. Let's bring in Matt Rybaltowski, senior reporter at Sports Handle. Matt, yesterday you broke a very big story, got picked up all over the country. NBC picked it up. ESPN picked it up. It was on local radio everywhere. It's becoming a little bit of a recurring theme in this offseason is NFL players uh, getting busted for betting on sports. This one took on a little bit of a different angle. Explain what you learned and what you broke. Yeah, um, you you nailed it, Chad. Where where you mentioned that there's this convergence now of, of all these um, betting scandals w- within the in- industry, and it it just hasn't happened with the NFL. Um, there there's been a few uh, universities that have been ensnared. There was a MLS match fi- fixing scandal involving an an, an alleged uh, yellow card incident uh, earlier in the in the spring. Um, the reason I mentioned them is because the, the source we use uh, is, is very trusted. We've used them in the past. Um, we've had him as a source for a few years now. And he had he had firsthand knowledge of what, what occurred here with the, the Colts uh, incident. And th- this is a, the fourth one now um, that's involved NFL players uh, since the PASPA ruling. And... It's it, it definitely doesn't involve the, the most prominent player, right? Um, Calvin Ridley is by far the 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 uh, most prominent player that's been nailed for for gambling, and it might not might not be the most egregious e- either. If you if you look back at the, the first one in 2019 that involved uh, Josh Saw, there were uh, uncorroborated re- reports that he wagered against the Cardinals on a second half bet. Uh, in a Cardinals box game. So even if it's uh, proven that I, Isaiah Rogers uh, bet on the Colts, I, I wouldn't say it's the most egregious one, but I, w- I would say in terms of sheer volume, um, our our source informed us that 
that um, the player placed hundreds of, of bats, if not more, and uh, ESPN corroborated that somewhat where, where according to ESPN's reporting, uh, he placed at least 100 wagers. I'd say in terms of the sheer volume, this is the most rampant violation so far. Yeah, yeah. ESPN broke yesterday after we had reported that the investigation was happening, that it was Colts player Isaiah Rogers, Simon, and that he had potentially, uh, we had broken that some of the hundreds of bets he made included bets on his own team. Simon, you're a professional better. You've been a professional better for a long time. There are two sides to two ways to look at what's happening right now. Everyone says, oh my God, sports betting is legal. And all of a sudden, there is a rush of uh, illicit activity on the parts of players and rules violations with regard to betting. What was me? That's terrible. Or sunlight is the best disinfectant. And these things were probably happening before, only now because it is so regulated. Um, we are learning about this and it actually becomes more of a deterrent. As a professional better, what is your purview on the attention being paid to rules violations from players? I mean, there's a lot of ways to go with this. I would say the biggest thing is it's just about being dumb. If, if you're dumb, you will get caught. If you're not, if you're smart, it's really easy never to get caught. I mean, I have, I mean, it's, it's it'd be a shocking amount to you, Chad, how many guys that I run for, right, take bets for that are professional athletes. People have been talking to Ozzy, I'm like, oh, my God, how are guys betting on their own football teams, betting against football teams? How are NHL players betting on different sports? It's across the map. Like, you think it's just a one isolated thing. It's People would be shocked to know how many professional athletes do bet but they're not idiots, right? Either they're betting through friends or families or whoever's phones. They're not using their own devices because that's how you get caught. Basically, they're catching these guys because they're getting pinged in their own buildings or wherever, right? These these sports books work with these teams. If they ping a guy, right? If someone makes a bet in the Colts stadium or the Colts practice facility, they'll just send that, in, that info to the NFL team. Now, who knows how he did it? Maybe he was using his own phone. Maybe he was using his girlfriend's phone. Who knows? But he got caught. So I would say this isn't a one-stop thing. There's going to be a lot more stories coming out of this over the next couple of years. We haven't had a major scandal yet, but Italy, one of the biggest scandals ever is this whole thing with Italy in the, the Juventus, I believe it was, was paying off referees. That was a big deal. That was a huge deal in Europe. Now, we haven't had that. We really haven't had anything else like that. To me, that's the big stuff where, you know, if there's if there's big breaking stuff, it's going to be a big name player, right, Chad? So say a starting quarterback in the NFL gets caught betting against his team or betting on a team, to me, that would be earth shattering. If it's a backup running back, yeah, it's a big deal, but it's, you know, me and you aren't losing our heads over it. So to me, that's the fear. As someone that's in this industry now, it's like, I just want it to be pure. I like betting on sports, not worrying about the referees, not worrying about what the players are doing. That's a nice thing to know. If that changes, that yeah, that would be, massive in our industry so to me being behind the curtains it's like i know a ton of athletes that bet on sports they bet on their own teams they bet on themselves their own player props all of that but 
I don't think they're ever going to get caught. I think a lot of these guys are really smart. They're really well-educated, especially where a lot of these teams have a guy come in. They'll tell them the exact rules on the betting, right? They'll tell them exactly what to do and what not to do. Right. If you play football, you can bet on other sports. You just can't bet on the NFL. There's different rules like that. So to me, I think this is just the tip of the iceberg, Chad. Like we're just going to keep every year. We'll see one of these scandals come out just because people are dumb. Like it's just you're really dumb if you're going to use your own cell phone, go on these sports books, give your own name and your own social security number. It's just like, come on. It really is mind blown. So when this story broke. I was waiting to hear what player's name the player's name was when the name came out. I was like, all right, it's pretty crazy, but nothing that's going to shut down the NFL league, right? It's just going to be business as usual. This guy will probably be kicked out of the league. No one's going to pick him up. That's just the way it is. He's not like Calvin Ridley, which is a top 20, top 25 wide receiver. Like that guy's going to get another job. I don't know if he's going to get another job after this one, Chad. By the way, uh, I don't know why, but in the three months you've been in Hawaii, your Philadelphia accent has gotten stronger. <laughs> I don't know how that's happened. I think uh, it's because I pulled an all-nighter. I, I've just been up all night. Chad. I literally have not gone to sleep. It is 7.30 in the morning in Hawaii. So I, I literally pulled an all-nighter so I wouldn't miss this show. I feel like I'm watching, I'm listening to that Kate Winslet show, like Murder Durder. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, Matt. There are, and and Isaiah Rogers has since come out with a statement apologizing, owning the mistakes, blah, 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 blah. (laughs) Um, With, you had something that was really interesting in your story. This concept of prohibited lists. And I want you to address this before we get to the um, Jenkins and Jones guys and talk NBA. Explain what prohibited lists are and what leagues can do with them. Yeah, uh, it, it's, it's a really interesting point. And I have to give out give a shout out to my colleague, Jill Dorson, because in, in May, she had a terrific fe- feature on this. And she was she was able to ascertain that in Iowa, because she was doing some reporting on, on the, the, the colleges there, that the the only pro league that uh, provides those uh, prohibited player list is the NBA. No, none of the others do. And the the prohibited better list uh, that that could be another uh, tool for for investigators here, where where if a if a sports book or or a regulator has this massive list of you know twelve hundred NFL players, active NFL players. And all their accompanying information is in, in front of them, you, you know, social security numbers, addresses, phone numbers, the the, the like. There, they would be able to to marry that that list with other forms of, of the investigation. Um, you know, the the location of the of the better. Did he make the bet in, inside a practice facility? Did he make it on a team plane? Did he make it in the hotel while while the Colts were in Denver, or the team boss, or or something like that. But uh, on the other hand, there there's still loopholes, right? Um, Simon did an awesome job before of ar- articulating all all the loopholes that are out there. All all it takes is for a player's girlfriend to to place the bet, 
that's an easy way to trace it. According to to our source, this account was o- opened up by someone who who was an associate of of the player. But if there's six degrees of separation there, if it's a player's friends, gardeners, cousin, then it's harder to, to trace. If the investigators don't have the the PII of the player, it's going to be really hard to detect if someone like this is uh, is wagering. Uh, all right, Matt, listen, great work on the story. Great work on breaking it. I agree with Simon. There's going to be more of them. So I would suggest go fucking find them and <laughs> break more of them. Matt Reiboltowski, Sports Handle, part of the Better Collective Universe. We're super proud of you. Uh, excellent, excellent work. Simon, we're transitioning to our friends from the Jenkins and Jones crew. Of course, you know, we're going to do it without the Jenkins portion of the Jenkins and Jones crew because Jenkins, uh, John is on vacation. (laughs) So we're getting Tyler. We're getting Mike Garabasio as I was coming up the stairs from enjoying my very healthy lunch and my sparkling water with an orange slice. The last time we had these guys on was a couple of years ago when we were doing off-season trivia and they were fucking hilarious. And I was trying to remember, like there was one thing that made me laugh so hard. And then in our rundown here, Matt Mitchell, because he's an incredible producer, reminded us of what we loved so much. And in honor of Father's Day, which is coming up soon, (laughs) here is a special clip from two years ago, Mike Gardabasio. Uh, speaking about his dad, uh, the last time this crew joined the show. If you were elected to the Hall of Fame, who is one person you would definitely not thank in your induction speech? John? I would say Mrs. Wells' old big head ass. She was my fifth grade teacher. That is forever fuck her, dog. She gave me like a D on a four page paper I wrote on like the mating rituals of salmon. And she said, I didn't write it. She just didn't believe it. Like we had MS-DOS back then. You know what I mean? How the fuck did I not write that? Kids turned in like one paragraph reports and got A's. Um, I don't have a particular person, but I would just like to like not thank the Utah Jazz for anything they've ever done in my life as a basketball fan. And their fucking fans are irritating and horrible. So I would say like, you know, the Utah Jazz, they're just unbearable to me. Mike, you're next. My dad. Wow. No one here is going to name someone who made their life harder than my dad made mine. I'm going with my dad. <laughs> That's supposed to be like not funny, but it's the exact opposite. And I, I feel bad <laughs> for laughing this hard at that end. Mike, listen, you really gave it to your dad the last time we were on the show. Yeah, 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 yeah. I stand by that. <laughs> Fair enough. He's dead, so nothing nothing has changed in the last two years. So, <laughs> well, I guess in in some ways I'm glad you haven't reconciled because it just leads to more discomfort uh, when we're talking about it. But hopefully one day. All right, yeah, you yeah. guys, you guys are opinionated guys on everything. Mm-hmm. So I want to get from you, uh, Tyler. Do you have thoughts on? the betting scandals that are proliferating in professional sports? Yeah. Um, you know, we're, we're in uncharted territory with all this gambling shit. And of course, you know, 
the, the leagues are going to be real heavy handed with everything because they have to protect the integrity of the game. They have to let the, the viewers know that there will not be any, you know, meddling be, be between, you know, the, 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 the string pullers that control, you know, the Vegas money or whatever in these players. But I'm just, I just don't understand how the players are getting caught here. Like I know that, like I know that that there are more than these players who are caught who are gambling, but I'm just I just cannot believe that there's a there there are professional athletes signing up for gambling sites, putting in their full legal names and, and expecting nothing is gonna happen to them. Like, you know, get get your girlfriend or your wife or something to set up an account for you and her name or something and and, and do your action there. But but I don't get it, man. I just do not get how players are getting caught here. That's my biggest takeaway. Mike, what's your take? You know, um, just as a little context, I'm not a, a not a gambling guy, but grew up in the sports world in Long Beach. And so I have friends from teenagers in high school who are athletes who love doing parlays on their apps that they use a VPN to get around the age restrictions. Right. Up to the guys in the Century Club that I'm in here in Long Beach are 60, 70 years old who are going to the bookie at Legends, the original sports bar in Long Beach back in the 70s and 60s. Right. I think that there's an upside and a downside, obviously, to gambling becoming more of a mainstream thing. But to me, um, it's fun. And I think that it is kind of challenging to say to these athletes, you know, hey, we're building up this gambling infrastructure around everything. Um, Congress is still allowed to trade stocks based on <laughs> things that they know are happening, by the way, uh, to bet in the, you know, the, the real world marketplace, but you can't put a parlay on, you know, games that are happening on a Monday night when you're sitting at home with your friends, or we're going to ring you up and, and knock you out. And I completely, completely agree with Simon and Tyler. Like it's not the hardest thing in the world <laughs> to not get caught doing this. But I also think it's like at some point, you know, the, the cover is off the furniture here. The NFL is not, they're not pretending that there's any other reason why they have to get injury reports in. Right. It's like, it's now acknowledged that this is part of the infrastructure of sports. And so I do think it would behoove them just from a endorsement and, and making it more mainstream perspective, it would behoove them to come up with all the money that's being generated out of this an ombudsman or something for each team that is like, Hey, you're going to put your bets in through us so that we know you're not betting on your team or whatever, um, but find a way to remove this because otherwise it will be once a month until eternity. <laughs> and someone, you know, gets tripped up and rung up for doing this stuff. That's, that's my take. I think they need to find a way to um, bring this into the light. Like you said, you know, sunlight's the best disinfectant. And the more you're, acknowledging which everyone in the leagues knows what Simon said, that all these guys are doing it. Then at some point you need to be smart and and not have it be, you know, under the table where you're going to have everything blown up every now and then like this. That's my take on it. I, I think, love I, that I, I think an, Go ahead. Uh, um, another point I was going to make is that the reason gambling is a multi-billion dollar industry is because every single gambler thinks they're smarter than the line setters. Right. So I can imagine how, professional athletes who, who are seeing lines set on their league. I can imagine how, you know, that, that hubris just takes them over. Like I, I can imagine an NFL players seeing, Oh, the, the Panthers are only plus seven versus Kansas city. Are you kidding me? Like, like let me put 10 racks on that. I can, a, I can totally fact. understand that. Right. But like I said, these guys just have to move smarter here, man. I love your idea. Um, about an ombudsman who is sort of the funnel, right? So let's say that that's actually brilliant. You get, a group of people who are the filters for these guys making their bets. 
they're basically proxies, runners, whatever. Um, you put them in each state, align them with each team. That's a great idea. The money exists to do that, right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Hi there, listeners. We're back to invite you to head into this sports betting summer with new gear built to last. And friends of the podcast, Shady Rays have you covered against the glare of that summer sun with premium polarized shades. Shady Rays is an independent sunglass company offering world-class products, durable frames, the clearest possible optics, and Shady Rays also offers the best protection plan in all of eyewear. How good is it? Well, every pair of their sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. So what does that mean? Here's what they told me. It means if you lose or break your pair, Shady Rays will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Plus, if you don't love them, it's okay. You don't need to cry about it. You just exchange them for a new pair or even return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. And you can look good and feel good because to date, Shady Rays has donated over 20 million meals to fight hunger with Feeding America. That's nice. So exclusively for you, our beloved podcast listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code ACTION for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses, and you can try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 200,000 people. As a reminder, every week you can catch us recording the favorites live on AMP, the new live radio app that lets you chat with our crew while we record the show. You can get AMP on Apple's App Store and then follow at the favorites there to get notified when we go live. Because after we sign off from this show, we finish every AMP session with a special trivia prize only available to our AMP listeners. So check it out. You guys are our NBA files. You know it as well as anybody. Simon, Basketball you want to kick us off here? <laughs> yeah, here we are, boys. Two games into the finals. What are you guys' takeaways so far? Are we believing the Miami hype, or was that just a bad night for Denver and somehow Miami keeps shooting 50% from three? Like, what are your guys' takeaways? Is there two games there? We'll start with you, Mike. Well, um, yeah, like, so I, I'm a, a little bit of a numbers person. I have a toe dipped into the analytics pool, right? And the question has always been, if we play enough sports, statistically, there eventually has to be someone or something that never reverts to the mean, right? Yeah. There has to be some outlier that's like, oh, wow, he hit he was hitting 470 to start the season. And then, wow, it never he never reverts to the mean. He just hit 470 all the way through. The Heat sort of feel like that to me. Like maybe they just never stop shooting 50% from three. You know, um, I, I think I went into this series. I said Nuggets in five. Um, Tyler, I think you were Nuggets in five as well. Like, we, you know, we were all on the Nuggets. I, I still think that's six. Nuggets in six. So, I mean, I still yeah. think that that's what happens, but they gave me enough in game two to just be excited about the um, statistical improbability of like, what if they're just hot for another two weeks and we look back on this forever, like, I don't know, an eight seed could just shoot 50% for two months. Yeah, um, you know, um, my takeaway with, um, you know, from the Heat is, is kind of the same thing Mike said, is that if they've been doing this for a whole postseason, it's not just them having a hot hand, right? Like, you, you know, you you can't say that that they're, you know, just just 
you know, playing with house money. Now this is who they are. I mean, they were a game seven away from going to the finals last year. Right. And, and I think a lot of us were, were kind of down on them this season because, you know, they stunk it up regular season. We didn't see that they were a legit contender, but they've proven to be a legit contender this, this uh, postseason. I guess what's interesting here, and by the way, the the Nuggets right now on Bet365 are minus 280 favorites to win the finals. Miami is plus 230. What's really interesting, and everybody right now in NBA circles is talking about this lack of regression to the mean for the Heat. And because everybody in the NBA is such a fucking geek, like they are so wrapped into the numbers, right? But that regression, everyone always assumes regression happens on a game-to-game -game basis. Or, but, but the truth is the regression usually happens over a much bigger data set. That's and right. so it's very possible the Heat have zero regression in the rest of these finals. It's very possible the Heat continue to be a superior three-point shooting team for the rest of these finals. And it's also very possible that Michael Porter Jr. never finds his shot during the finals that makes it an entirely different series and look i love the nuggets i had the, my biggest bet is nuggets minus one and a half in the series so at least in six and or at most in six and um but tyler i don't know man like this this heat team they they could be the exception to every rule yeah you know i'm i'm not gonna you know beat down anyone who says that that they can see the heat winning this i just don't um you know, I think that, you know, uh, we discussed this on the podcast, and this is going to sound like the corniest Hoosier-ass shit that I've ever said about basketball. But I think <laughs> the biggest takeaway from this postseason is we are getting the two teams that played the most like a unit in, in this postseason, right? Like, you know, the, the Nuggets and the Heat, two machines, you know, just well-oiled, you know, moving effortlessly. Um, and but, but I do think that, you know, when it comes down to – and, and, and the reason why, you know, I was picking the heat over over these other squads in Issa, I was like, because, you know, execution, discipline, they're going to execute better than, than the Celtics. They weren't a more talented team than the Celtics, but they executed better. And that's why they sent them home. I think that now, you know, they're going up against a team that executes just as well and, and they've got better players. So I think that this is where, where that that heat, you know, Disney story stops here. Uh, Mike, do you you're, you're the one who listen, you brought up the R word. Yeah. <laughs> What's your take on my take? <laughs> um, no, I, I I agree with you. Like, I think that the analytics movement in sports is sort of tricky because it's not actually like when you consider analytics in any other set, you're not looking at games as being this incredibly important thing, right? You're not looking at, oh, this next time we flip the coin is for the championship or something, you know? Um, and so you're right. Like the regressions do tend to happen in more of like a, a, a longer wave pattern. And everyone is just sort of going, this is the game where they'll shoot 10% from three. And that really isn't how it works. So like I said, I mean, I'm still, I, I'm not going to hop off my, uh, my, my nuggets prediction yet. But after watching game two, I did just start thinking like, well, maybe this maybe this is it. I don't know. I could very well see that happening. Uh, Simon, I know you want to jump in because I thought Tyler's comment about these are and I, I don't I don't think it's corny to call it a Hoosier comment, but um, it's corny but, on our podcast. Chad. It's corny <laughs> on our podcast. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but uh, uh, these two teams just playing like, you know, unit basketball. But if let's say there there is this current scenario where the Heat continue to outperform as a better, what is your strategy? Do you 
adjust for what you think might be the heat being on a roll or do you play to form, which is the expectation things will regress quickly? I mean, that's, that's tough. I would say just looking at this Denver team, I don't think they've played well in two straight games. And that could either be because Spolcher has done so well coaching and scheming up against them, or they're just a team that didn't play basketball for nine, nine days in a comp- like you know high-level competition. And Michael Porter just has not found his shot, right? We've watched – he's had back-to-back games where he's been under his total of two-and-a-half threes. Like, that's a big deal for a Denver team that defenses suck in when Joker has the ball. Like, when, he's, when he has the ball in the middle, teams – like to come in on them, right? They like get. We've seen Spolstra make an adjustment, though. He goes, you know what? We're not going to suck in. We'll let him take those shots rather than him dishing the ball to those three-point guys. So, I mean, we talked about before heading into this, Chad, the, the Heat had a big, big, big advantage on the coaching side of the ball. Now, again, we could we could talk at Nizam how lucky they got in that game. But I would say as betters, a lot of pros – They've just been riding this this heat run. I mean, we've never seen a run like this in NBA, right? We've never seen a team be constantly eight point, nine point underdogs and then winning on two fifty on the money line, plus two thirty on the money line. So, I would say the pros that have been on the Heat, they've been riding it, and the pros that have been against them, they lost a ton of money on that Milwaukee series, and they just haven't done shit since. They just have not gone against them either. Even when it was the Knicks, they didn't touch it when it when it came up to them against Boston. They were like, okay. We'll take them on the spread, but they really weren't touching the series price or the money line. I think a lot of these guys are trying to flip Chad. So I would say most pros I talked to coming is coming into this series, we're all in on, you know, the Nuggets winning in six, the Nuggets winning in five. I've seen them a lot of the tones changing now where it's like, okay, heat in seven is not a terrible bet. Like if this game does go seven, I think we all can agree here. I mean, I want to hear these guys' opinions. Wouldn't you take the heat and game seven? I mean, this is a team that's been tested. The Nuggets, they haven't been tested. Like, they've not been tested like this Heat team. So, um, we'll start with you, Tyler. Like, what do you think? If this goes seven, you got the Heat in seven if this does go to a game seven? Oh, yeah. You know, I do have the Nuggets in six, but if it goes to game seven, yeah, I'm, I'm riding with the Heat. Um, they've shown that, you know, when, when game seven rolls around, they're the team with the big nuts. <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> there, were, there was a quote from Bam um, in the post game where, we, you know, a reporter asked him, you know, it's just been so many ups and downs this postseason and everyone's down y'all, you know, has, has, has it been stressful at all? He's like, bro, this shit is fun. Like, you know, the, the, the and usually, you know, a team that's that loose, like in a game seven, that's the team that you want to ride with. So if it does go to game seven, I will change my pick. But like I said, I do have nuggets. Yeah, um, you know, we could talk analytics, but we also talk about uh, nut size and buttholes yes. on the show, right? <laughs> right? And like, like how, how big are your nuts and right? how tight is your butthole? You know, like um, I can see if, if you're asking me who's got the tighter buttholes in game seven, I would for sure say the nuggets, even being at home, even knowing that they've got, um, you know, sort of a, a an unanswerable weapon in Jokic. Um, I would for sure be on the Heat in a Game Seven for for all the reasons Tyler just outlined. I mean, I I just you know it's sort of a, a double edged sword, like running through the playoffs the way the Nuggets have. But you know, you, you saw if you if you watch Michael Malone's press conferences, which we've watched all of them, a very different guy after Game Two than he was after, you know, a loss to a team earlier on. Like there was always a narrative he was pushing or the media had this wrong or whatever. And after game two, he, I, you know, the quote that stuck with me is like, it's the freaking finals. Like 
I, no one should need to tell you to play defense with energy. No one should need to tell you, you need to make these shots. And like, it just sounded to me like a coach that was like, we hoped all season that we'd get to this point and not do this. And here we did it at home with a chance to go up 2-0, you know? So I, I sense a little bit of a concern from, from their coach on how they would be in another situation like that. Yeah, I would say a really smart pro I, I talk to often. He's been around, no joke, he's probably been betting for over 50 years. He said this Heat team reminds him of that Chiefs team in football where the Chiefs, if people don't remember this, the Chiefs were – winning one-score games all season. They were in tight games all season. Their playoffs, the Jaguars, I think they won that game by seven. When they beat the Bengals, they won that game by three. They got to the Super Bowl. They were down big at halftime. Nothing wavered. The Eagles team, who had never been in close games, that's who wavered. So that's my – I get where they're coming from, this whole Nuggets thing, where it's like the Nuggets, yes, they've been dominant, but have they been tested like this Heat team? Like this Heat team is so damn mentally strong and – Mike, you just talked about it with, with Joker. I would love to hear your opinion on it. Have you ever seen a player in the NBA that's ever looked more hungover every game than Joker? I mean, have you ever seen a guy like this? I, I, I've been going through my head. Is there ever a guy that I remember that looks more like a YMCA player that's just so dominant <laughs> in this league? I, I would love to hear your take on this. I mean, you look sharper and fresher at 7.30 a.m. after an all-nighter than Joker looks, you know, during MVP runs, bro, 100%. Yeah, like, I think that's the – that's both, like, when we talked about, you know, some of the – we had uh, we had Mero on our show, and he was talking about, like, no one in the barbershop gives a shit about Jokic. Like, that, like that's, that's why it's like some people, I think, have a hard time engaging with him, and then some yeah. other people see him and are like – damn, he's like me, but, you know, infinitely better. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think that's kind of his uh, – the, the double-edged sword of his appeal for sure. I, I think it's kind of between him and Dirk for that um, award, and this probably turns into, like, the doughy white guy award <laughs> right now, right? <laughs> but, but, yeah, Dirk used to be out there busting ass and, like, he was just, you know – 18 uh, Jaeger bombs in. Long-haired Dirk. Long-haired Dirk <laughs> yeah. is special. Remember that long yeah. hair over his yeah. eyes and everything? You know what's yeah. interesting is – your your analogy about the Chiefs is spot on, but also the way Michael Malone, Michael Malone is talking to his team or about his team, I think Eric Spolstra gives the best mid-game interviews because all, he's never clipped. He always gives the reporter time and respect, and he is also talking about the game when his team isn't doing well in a really honest way that isn't coach speak. It's mental speak. It's preparation speak. It's, I got, our guys are really tight right now. They really want this right now. It's talking about the opportunities to play in a game seven, what it means to be in a game seven. That perspective, like that's a nuanced thing, but he is so much better at it than every other coach. And when you talk about like, you know, balls and, and assholes. Like <laughs> he's got like, he is never clenched and his balls are always big. <laughs> big ball spoke. <laughs> I will say, I will say, you know, I, I agree with all of that. And this was kind of an outlier. I did not like, you know, how he responded to Ramona Shelburne in that post game. Um, if, I didn't if, see if that. that. I didn't yeah. watch it. 
Well, well, you know, Ramona Shelburne, she prefaced her comment. She said, you know, I know I'm probably oversimplifying things here, but it looked like your strategy here was to make Jokic a score. And, and, and you know, um, Spoke came back and said, oh, that's just such an untrained eye take or what have you. But that's basically what he did, right? Like, It's exactly what he did. Exactly and that's why that's he why he was mad that she brought it up. <laughs> right, right. It's exactly. And, and, and that's your best chance. To, uh, that's your best chance against the Nuggets. Jokic is the best offensive player in the league. And I want to, and when I say offensive player, I want to clarify because I, people hear that and they default to best score. He's not the best score in the league. He is the best generator of points in the league. Best score, best passer combination in the league, right? He is the best offensive player in the league. So when your your best chances against the Nuggets are, okay, we're going to get in, in Jokic's jersey. We're going to play him tough one-on-one. If he busts our ass one-on-one, that's fine, but we're going to stay home on the shooters. We're not going to give him any, any you know, easy dimes. And that's what they did, and that's how they won that game. So so I didn't appreciate Spo, you know, snapping on Ramona in that way. And I think a big part of it was, okay, I'm really not going to get up here and talk strategy with the championship on the line. I think it was more right. that than anything. But yeah. I think I think I think that's exactly it because he also said the second half of his answer was just talking about how great Jokic is and how much mm-hmm. respect they have for him. It was yeah. clearly a like, no, 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 no. We have all the bulletin board material. Right, right, right. <laughs> like I'm not here to give them any bulletin board yeah. material. He knows who he's up against. Mike Malone is like the most NBA Twitter ass coach in the league. He is someone who knows all the Twitter storylines and narratives and all that. And so, yeah, he, he for sure does not want to give them any bulletin board, bulletin board material. So uh, Ramona asked that question. Spo, you know, goes back at her. But we all agree that's what he was doing. Absolutely. And even, you know, even Draymond Green said, well, you're that's what I was just going to score, say. right? Like, like yeah. one of the, the greatest basketball yes. minds in the world. Draymond, yeah. your colleague at the volume, he had Steve Kerr on and they both agreed. You got to you got to cut off Jamal, Jamal Murray. He's the head of the mm-hmm. snake. And that's essentially yeah. what they're doing. So what Spo is doing is exactly what everyone thinks they should be doing. The question is, what does he do now? Right. When you guys look at this, what do you think he does? Um, I don't know. I, I like the thing is Jamal Murray, that Western conference finals he had was just absurd. 35 points per game, 50, 40, 90 splits. Like he went crazy. Right. So, um, you know, if, if you can, you know, cut his water off a little bit, that's your best shot. And, you know, like I said, you, you know, you live with Jokic busting your ass one-on-one and not, and not, you know, being fucking Dr. Strange with the dimes out there. So. Yeah. I mean, I just, I, I think, I, I really like defensive basketball and I've loved watching this heat teams run like to see a team switch like two, three to one, two, one, like to, to, to watch them flip zone matchups around um, and see how, you know, they're testing Jamal Murray's ability to process that in the moment, you know? Um, but it feels very, I told John and Tyler this, like it feels very like high school, college basketball. You just don't really see that kind of an approach in the NBA. So I, I would guess I don't think they're going to simplify. I think that they will continue to try and get more complex to sort of win that race. Right. Of like, no, 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 we don't want you to settle in at all. And then at some point um, something changes there and maybe they start trying to double Jokic or something, you know, I mean, I don't know, but I, I would guess that until one thing about Spo, he will not change his strategy until he has to change his strategy, right? Like, yeah. like we, we like he's, we always talk about playing Madden. Yeah. Right? Like, if you run for, if you run the ball for six yards a game, you just do it eighteen <laughs> times in a row, right? You know, <laughs> I don't think the math adds up there, but you know what I mean. <laughs> so, I like he will continue to run this type of a coverage until it backfires. Um, and I think if you're going to Miami, where the crowd is going to be absolutely insane, and you're hoping basically just that their shooters don't find the touch. Like that's a, that's probably a decent bet to make as a coach right now. Now of all these undrafted players that this Miami heat team is making this run with all these three and D guys, 
Who do you think is the most carefree? Like who is who's playing with house money right now out of all these guys that are undrafted in Miami? We'll start with you, Mike. Gabe Vincent was at UC Santa Barbara, bro. I mean, with all due respect, like he was playing Big West basketball. If you've ever seen the gyms in the Big West, like he was at UC Riverside in a high school gym. He was at CSUN in a like 1400 person gym. That dude is playing in the NBA finals. He knows for sure that whatever happens over the next week, he has a very nine figure type future ahead of him. <laughs> so, like, I, I think he's thoroughly enjoying his life right now. And, uh, and Spo, I think is the right coach to reinforce that message to those dudes. Cause you don't see any tension or hesitation in them at all. Even after what happened in the Celtics series, they came in in game seven and were like, yeah, we knew we were going to be in game seven. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I, he's the one, he's the one to me, man. I haven't watched him play in college. It's just like, insane to see what he's getting to do on the biggest stage right now. Yeah, it's, it's for sure Gabe misses to me too. And he's got, um, you know, he's a free agent this summer, big payday on the way for him. It's crazy because there was a run um, in game two when, when Gabe Vincent was on the bench and there was like a 15 four run or something that, that, that the Nuggets went on. And I was just, I was just like, bro, you have to win the minutes without Gabe Vincent. And that is not a thought I would have ever thought that a championship team <laughs> would have to put on their bulletin board. You know what I mean? A championship contending team win the minutes without Gabe Vincent. I never thought that would be a legit bullet point for a championship championship aspiring team right but that's that's where we are now also Duncan Robinson man he you know he had a chance to to, to lock that series up game six missed two threes um you know versus Boston in the Eastern Conference Finals you know um went to game went to Boston balled out game seven was talking shit to the crowd was talking shit to the Denver crowd game two so you know he's loosey-goosey too but that's just kind of heat culture man it's just you know keep firing keep shooting you know you know like we said the loose boot uh the the, the, the loose booty hole team so <laughs> you know that's kind of their day <laughs> All right, guys, listen, you, you've said it, but I want it on the record for official confirmation. The series is tied 1-1. Tyler, I'm starting with you. Mm-hmm. Who wins the series and in how many games? Nuggets in game six, uh, in six games. And I do not see the Nuggets winning three in a row. So I think they take game three. And I think that the uh, Heat take game four, then five and six go to Denver. Mike? Um, my original pre- prediction was Nuggets in five. I would move to Nuggets in six as well. And I think Tyler's got it uh, ex- exactly right, except I would. Well, no, actually, no. I think the Heat win game three. And then I think the Nuggets, uh, the you Nuggets. Got three straight. Yeah. Because I, th- I, I, do, I do think that Spo has less arrows in the quiver because of the talent differential that you talked about. And I do think that Michael Malone is not uh, spending however many hours a week watching uh, the town. So (laughs) 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 I do, I do think that he will uh, have an answer to that. And at some point um, there is an answer for the nuggets that the heat will not be able to respond to. So I will, I will go with nuggets and six. All right, there you have it. Nuggets and six. Listen, we like the Nuggets and six too. It's the biggest bet I have. Like I said, uh, I know. When did you make? Else. When did you, when did you get in on that? I bet it before the series. I had Nuggets minus one and a half, so I essentially need them to win in five or six games. Nuggets were like minus four hundred before the series kicked off. Now they're down at like minus two eighty. Is it? I think yes, minus yeah. two eighty at bet three six five. Yeah. You know, by the way. If you still like the Nuggets, you're getting it cheaper than you did yeah, before the yeah, series that's, started. That's a good price right there. Yeah. All right, Tyler, a.k.a. Dragonfly Jones, Mike Gardabasio <laughs> from the Jenkins and Jones podcast. Thanks so much for coming on. Thanks to Matt Rybaltowski from Sports Handle. Broke a big story about Colts player being investigated for betting uh, illicitly. 
to my BFF, Simon Hunter. As a reminder, the Favorites Podcast is proudly presented by Bet365, the world's favorite sportsbook brand. Sign up with promo code ACTION to get Bet365's exclusive sign-up offer. Bet $1 on any game and get $200 in bonus bets. Must be 21 or older. Offer is available in Colorado, New Jersey, Ohio, and Virginia. Gambling problem? Call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. I am Chad Millman for producer extraordinaire Matt Mitchell for Charlie DeSterco. Again, for Simon Hunter, this has been the Favorites Podcast, part of the Action Network. Download us from Apple Podcasts, from Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Rate, review, subscribe, leave us five stars, say whatever you want. Feedback is a gift. Until next time, love you. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.